Hello and welcome to the first Gambler Racing Podcast. My name's Electabet. Today I'm joined by racing expert Paul Gallagher, who's better known as the voice of value. Hi Paul, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks very much for having me. Very much looking forward to it. Now listeners to the podcast might not be too familiar with your work, but you've been a regular contributor on Mr Fix-It's Tips for a good few years now particularly around the big festivals and events such as Cheltenham and the Grand National. Can you tell us a wee bit of background about yourself and where you get your passion for racing from? Yeah, that's right. I've um, not quite had the success yet to give up my day job, so I, I do as much as I possibly can in and around that. Um, big meetings, Cheltenham, Aintree, Grand National. Um, and latterly, in the last two or three years, I've really got more of a passion for the flat racing, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. Started off uh, my love for horse racing when I was a kid. My grandfather had a part share in a horse and um, we used to go and watch it race. Um, it was a jumps horse and I just sort of fell in love with it at that time. Then when I became a student, um, rather than go to lectures, I would spend more time looking at horse form tips and spending a bit of time, well, a bit more time than I should in the bookies. So yeah. that's where I really developed um, a good understanding for it. Yeah, I think we've all been there at one time or another. No plans to own any horses yourself? I've actually got 2.5% of a share of a horse that I was bought um, as a wedding present by my wonderful wife. Very nice. What's the horse's name? It's called Legal History. Um, It's a Midland Park Racing Syndicate horse. So I've got 2.5% of that. And it's actually been fantastic. The, the very day that we bought the shares, it was running that afternoon and um, it won. Um, so it's, and it's actually won another race since then as well. And that's been placed a couple of times. So it's been a brilliant little horse so far. Very good. I look forward to some tips during the course of the season on that one. Absolutely. As soon as it's ready to win again, I'll let you know it's actually got an injury just now at the moment. So I'm seeing the downside of owning a horse. It's got a tendon injury um, and will be out for, we reckon, a couple of months. But I'll let you know when it's running again. Good stuff. So in terms of the racing podcast, this is obviously the first time we've sat down and recorded one. So this is something that we're hoping to make a regular occurrence, hopefully do it every week. The plan is to have a look at Saturday's live races on ITV, hopefully helping some armchair punters, a bit like myself, I may confess, uh, to make a profit. Uh, I should probably declare my hand at this stage and admit that I know very, very little about racing. So... I'm looking to you to give us some tips and give us a lead on some bets for Saturday. Yeah, I think that's a good way to do it. We've got ITV Racing, I think, is a good entry level for people coming into racing or casual punters who want to watch the big races at the weekend, get a punt on, maybe some multiples, a lucky 15 or something for a bit of fun. A lot of my followers seem to do that rather than follow the strict singles that I recommend. Um, And obviously, that's the dream, isn't it? You get a lucky 15 up with four seven-to-one shots or whatever, and um, it's happy days. Off to Dubai or Gran Canaria for a fortnight, (laughs) thanks to the bookies. So, yeah, ITV Racing, I think, is, is a good way to get into it. As I say, they've got some good characters on there. Ed Chamberlain fronts it. Uh, Richard Hoyles is the commentator. I think it's excellent. His knowledge and the history of racing is great. And then they've got tipsters, guys like Kevin Blake, who's just, the knowledge is fantastic. And they, they take the time to explain things a little bit from time to time so that people who don't quite get the jargon or 
the history or understand exactly what's going on can understand that a bit better. So I think what we're going to try and do um, is have a look at the ITV racing schedule each Saturday and try and pick out a few winners as we go. Yeah, I think it's a good place to start. Um, obviously, this weekend we've got the Prix de l'Arte Triomphe on Sunday, which ITV will also be covering, which is great. Um, but first up, we've got Saturday, and at ITV have got eight races from Newmarket, Ascot and Redcar. So the first race is at 1.40 at Newmarket, and I think you've got a, a fancy there. I do. The one I like in that is a horse called Eva Maria. Um, she was about 6-1, to one actually, when I first started looking at the race last night. Um, but she's in the shortest price of the, or the biggest price available. I should say at the moment is about nine to two. Bet Victor, Unibet, both offering that. I think that horse has got a lovely chance. The soft ground should be good. She had a nice win at Air recently, which I watched and I thought she was quite impressive. And she's a horse on the up and up. Um, and there's a few in this race that won't like the ground and that are not particularly progressive, as we say. So I quite fancy Eva Maria. So she's what you've had in your notebook for a while? She has, yes, particularly since that last run at air. Uh, the ground was, I think it was good to soft or good that day, but there was a bit of giving it. So I think the soft ground on Saturday won't be an issue. OK, next up is the two o'clock at Ascot, the Rouse Stakes, five furlong. Any thoughts on that one? Yeah, quite a few in this who... Like the, I think the thing to note for Saturday is, particularly Ascot, the ground is going to be soft. Although the weather forecast has dried up a bit now, the going stick reading, the way they test whether the ground's soft or good or whatever, it's one of the lowest in the last decade at Ascot, which is quite significant. So it will be slow, so you'll need horses that are going to enjoy that. There's a few there. I like the look of Stake Acclaim and a horse called Intense Romance. But there was nothing really jumping out in terms of value, so I'm not going to tip anything in that race because I thought there were actually quite a few that would light the ground um, and that are in good form. So uh, nothing particularly jumping out at me. OK, so maybe just a watching brief on that one. That's it, yeah. OK, next up is the 2.15 at Newmarket, and you're looking at quite a big price on this one. Yeah, it's a cracking race, actually. Um, there are tons of runners and because of that, I think we're going to get a bit of value. There's a few bookies offering um, extra places, if I'm right. There's a fairly short price favourite under the stars, rightly so. You know, decent form, um, should enjoy the conditions. But you're looking at sort of seven to four best price, too short for me when there's plenty of runners. And the one I like is um, a horse that's going to have to improve a little bit. It's called Keep Busy. And you can get about 22 to 1, I think, with Hills, three places. And then if you want the extra places, I think Paddy Power, the best shout there, five places, 20 to 1. Um, it needs to improve a bit, as I say, but it will really enjoy the soft ground. And it's in decent form. And I think five places, 20 to 1. Who can complain? Well, that would be each way punt at that one. That would be nice. Um... Next up, you're fancying a mud lover, Morando, favourite, uh, 2.35 at Ascot. The weather and the going should suit that one, eh? That's it, yeah. You, listeners will start to get the theme of what's going on here. We're looking for horses that like the soft ground. Um, Morando is one who definitely will. They tend to save him for days like this. Um, doesn't run too often. As soon as there's a bit of cut in the ground, you'll see him appear. And although he's the favourite, I think 2-1 to one is absolutely fine. I'd have them more like 6-4 to four or something like that. So just a, a straight out win bet 
on Mirando. In fact, just as I'm saying this, I see that he's drifted a little bit. So there's five to two available with um, a couple of firms. So I would yeah. snap that up. Yeah, Ladbrokes and Hills. That should quarrel, last, I think. Quarrel as well, going five to two from what I can see. Yeah, that's a, that's a very fair bet in my view. One that looks worth getting on as early as possible. I would say so. I think that I think that will go um, as as the morning progresses. Neither the off. I would expect it to be seven to four, six to four sort of stuff. Good one for the accumulators or the multiples if you've got you know two or three you want to stick in for a laugh um, at shorter prices. Now the next one particularly appeals to me, and it's reflective of my racing knowledge. And the reason it appeals to me is because it because it's called Glass Vegas. <laughs> That's right, yeah, cracking, cracking named horse. Um, Glass Vegas, a Keith Dalgleish trained horse. So those Glasgow connections there, they're they're based in and around Lanark. So I suspect the uh, the owners have named that after the band, or indeed the sort of slang name for Glasgow. Um, loves the soft ground. Again, this is the, this is the race at Redcar. Actually, we should point out, but again, soft ground all over the country. Um, I think you're getting a pretty big price about this one, given that it's in form and should enjoy the conditions. It's about 14 to 1, I think, with Bet Victor three places. Yep. And Sky Bet are actually offering four places on the race, um, 12 to 1, so that's probably the value there. Summer Sands is the short priced favourite. Um, rightly so. Um, we'll enjoy the conditions, and it's been racing at a, a higher level than this. There are a few in this race that are real chaff um, without being disrespectful <laughs> and, and you know you can count out six seven maybe eight of them um higher up in the betting they're just the way the race is set up it's not a it's not a handicap as such it's um a sort of it's a two-year-old race and certain conditions for entry but ostensibly they're all running off roughly the same weights so there's there's ones in there that have virtually no chance um but glass vegas i think because of that four places each way value um should go close Okay, I've got a question about this one. As a racing punting novice, I noticed that it's wearing cheap pieces for the first time. What positive impact should cheap pieces have on a horse such as Las Vegas in a race like this? Yeah, good question. The, the cheap pieces tend to help a horse to concentrate. Um, so in jumps races, they're particularly good for getting a horse to concentrate on concentrate on jumping straight and ignoring the horses to either side of it. Um, but equally, in flat races like this, it has the same effect. It gets the horse to focus on the job rather than wondering, oh, what's going on over there? What's that horse doing? What's that jockey up to? Um, focus straight ahead, let's go, head down, find the rail and get to the running line first. At least that's the theory. Quite often, first-time cheap pieces, first-time headgear generally um, can be seen as a positive. Um, so trainers will try it if they want to just eke out a little bit extra in a race like this, which is actually quite a valuable race. So it's one they're probably targeting um, and, and hoping to eke out every little bit that they can from the horse. So is that unlikely to have been tested during training? Are they likely just to try it out for the first time during the race or is it something that the horse will have been used to over the last it week? Tends, yeah, it's a good question. It tends to be something they'll throw on almost as a bit of a surprise to the horse. Um, but that's not always the case. 
um, they will it will sometimes happen around the yard when they're when they're out um, on the gallops or whatever. But it, it's something they tend to almost add in as a bit of a surprise. So the horse goes oh, and, and they get that impact from it. Mm-hmm. And there are horses that run with cheek pieces and other headgear on all the time. That's just yeah. the way that they're at their optimal. Um, but if you want to spring it on like this um, for the first time, it can sometimes give a positive uh, boost. Interesting. Okay, so the next race is the three ten at Ascot, the Bet three six five Challenge Cup. Yeah, this is a cracker as well. Uh, I think it's about twenty two runners the last I checked. Uh, again, we're we're looking here for horses that have got form on softer ground. The one that I like, um, and I was surprised to see it at such a big price, is a horse called Quasar. There's no U in it. Q Q A Y S A R Quasar. Um, it's currently twenty five to one, and you're getting five places most bookies. So bet betway, I noticed they're twenty five to one, five places which to me looks like great value. I'm slightly concerned, actually, that it's such a big price. Um, course form's not great. It's, it's been under performed under par a couple of times at Ascot in the past, and that might explain part of the, the big price that we're getting, but I think as an each-way shot, um, it's, worth, it's worth a punt. There are actually two others that I quite like in the race as well that I should probably mention. Regular followers on uh, Twitter and on Mr. Fix-It's tips will know that I love a horse called Escobar, um, who's been a bit of a nearly horse for us, placed so many times and can't quite seem to get his nose in front. Um, he's still fairly well handicapped, I think, um, although he's not as good as he was last year in, ter- in that respect. He's gone up a little bit in the weights, but he's 14 to 1, and again, he won't mind the soft ground. If you dig back into his form from last season, he had a good run um, on soft ground last year, so Fancy him to be close. He's about 14 to 1. And Summer Gand, ridden by my favourite jockey, Danny Tudhope, is another one that I quite like the look of. Um, he's been super consistent, just can't quite get his head in front. So, again, probably a frustrating one for people to follow. But, you know, he's going to be there or thereabouts and give you a run for your money, I think. And again, he's 14 to 1 worth in each way if people don't fancy Kazar. But K's aren't certainly my, my top tip at the value. I can't believe 25 to 1. Small each way on that. It looks quite an open field. Um, two current favourites. Yeah. 6 to 1. Sort of race, the sort of race I love. Just, you know, tons of bodies. <laughs> um, it can be a bit messy, but, you know, you can quite often pick one out. Even if you get a 20 to 1 shot, 25 to 1 shot, and it gets in the places, that's like a 4 or 5 to 1 winner in another race, you know, and, it, and it's good fun, and you've always got the chance that you manage to get get your head in front first and you're absolutely laughing. Yeah, you take that every day. Two more races remaining. Uh, Newmarket 3.25. Yeah, um, this one's quite tough. Um, I, I couldn't split the top four uh, in term, when I was looking at the form. Iridesa, Lawrence, Veracious, Hermosa, they're all pretty classy animals. This is the sort of top race of the day on Saturday in terms of it's being a, a group one um, and it, it's, you know, top performers. I didn't see any value, and I couldn't split them, and neither can the bookies. They all look to be about 4-1, to 72-92, all four of those. And I think the winner will come from one of those four, but I don't see any of them that are particularly appealing. So no bet for me, but that looks like it could be a cracker of a race. OK, and then rounding up ITP's coverage is the 340 at Ascot. Yeah, 340 at Ascot. I didn't have one in this either. Didn't pick out anything of any significance tab deed the favourite fair enough but my concern with that was it doesn't have any form on soft ground so it would be quite 
I'd be concerned about that. And then there wasn't really anything that jumped out at me as an each way shot. Um, I, I quite like the horse Green Power. Um, but again, not particularly great form on soft ground. And this, I think, is a bit too... He's more of a handicapper, if you know what I mean. This is a so this is a group three race, like a level weights race, effectively. So you really need to find the best horse rather than the best handicapped horse. And I don't think Green Power, as much as I like him, is a is good enough at this level. Yeah, priced at forty to one for a reason, probably. I think so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yes, you know, nothing to stop you having a small each way on that. Um, you're getting extra places in certain places, whatever. But uh, it's it's nah, not really my cup of tea. Not for you. Okay, so can you just give us a wee quick recap of what your tips are for Saturday then before we look at the pre the triumph on Sunday? I can indeed. I'll summarise these on my uh, on my column on Mr Fix's tips, which will be going up later tonight as well on Friday night. The selections are 140 Newmarket, Eva Maria, 9-2, that's a win bet. 215 at Newmarket, Keep Busy, 22-1, to Paddy Power paying five places and that's an each way bet 235 Ascot Mirando 5-2 to two with two or three of the big firms Coral Hills Ladbrokes and that's a win bet as well 255 at Redcar Glass Vegas 12-1 um, to one Sky Bet paying four places we'll have some of that each way and finally the 310 Ascot Quasar 25-1 to one with Betway and that's five places each way as well Good stuff. Now, on Sunday, it looks to be all about Frankie de Tori and Enable uh, over in Paris. Enable going for a record third victory on the trot in the pre de de Triomphe. Can anyone stop her? I think the short answer is probably not. I expect that she'll win. I think she's got a better than, than um, 50% chance of winning it, which would be remarkable because, as you say, it's record-breaking. No horse has ever won three Arc de Triomphe, which would be pretty cool. Um, I'll be watching the race. I don't think I'll be having a bet. You know, I'll keep an eye on Sunday morning quite often. Bookies will offer specials, price boosts maybe. So if Enable's enhanced out to five to six or, you know, maybe four to five, something like that, I think that's at that price it's worth backing her. Just because you're going to watch the race anyway, you want to cheer her on, see history in the making. She's currently four to six, I think, best price, eight to 13, round about that. Not really a bet at that price for me, but we'll be cheering on Frankie, hoping to see history in the making. Now, the one stat that stood out for me was that there's only been one winner from stall nine in the last 55 races. Is that significant, do you think? Uh, yeah, it can be. The turn comes quite quickly, so you, you, they'll be jostling for position, but the the benefit that Enable has is she's got the little master, Frankie Tory in the saddle, who... If he needs to get in front, he'll do so. If he needs to tuck her in behind, he can do that as well. He's got all his, all the tricks. And I think the fact that the horse is so versatile, she can win from the front, she can come from behind, she can sit just behind the front. I, I suspect he'll try and get her sitting just behind the front um, in terms of the tactics. But she's so versatile um, that she can do pretty much anything. Softer ground will be a problem. I think it's soft over there at the moment um, at Longchamp. So... Yeah, I, I don't see any difficulty with the draw. It looks quite a small field, only 12 runners. Is there anyone in the field that it's worth having a wee dabble at each way? Yeah, probably. The one that, that I sort of had picked out as a potential 
each way punt against Enable. Um, it's magical, Eden O'Brien's horse, ridden by his son, Donica. Um, now, Japan is the second favourite, about 6-1, to one, which is another O'Brien horse, and, and it appears to be their preferred, um, or their you know their number one string, um, Ryan Moore's riding it. But Magical's really consistent, um, and she's got close to Enable quite a few times in the past. And it's... I think you're kind of hoping people that are supporting Japan or Sotsas, who's the French, um, I hope I pronounced that correctly, the French runner, um, who's sort of second or third favourite as well. I think they're hoping that those horses are going to significantly improve because of three-year-olds. But Magical's got the form in the book. And I think as a each way punt, or even without the favourite, there'll be markets for that that you can get stuck into. Um, I think Magical is probably the value, if there is any, um, in, that, in that sort of market, about 12 to 1, I think, at the moment. You might get even slightly bigger than that because she's the second string on the day. OK, well, I myself confess, Frankie the Tory fan, so it'll be enable for me. Um, it'll be great to see. You always like to see sporting history being made, so good luck to the pair of them um, on Sunday. That's it. Well, you'll, you'll have all your winnings from Las Vegas on Saturday, <laughs> so you can just lump that on to Frankie on Sunday. Happy days. So I'll hold you to that. Okay, doc. <laughs> so I think that's given punters plenty to think about um, for Saturday. A good few tips in there. As you say, they'll be summarised on Mr Fix-It's tips. Um, so if anyone's looking to just get a recap on that, just head over there and you can find Voice of Values tips over there. If you want to follow Paul, on Twitter, his handle is at the voice of how you, um, so make sure you give him a follow on there. As ever, if you enjoy the podcast, please feel free to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Please subscribe to the the podcast. As I said, the racing podcast will try and do every Friday ahead of Saturday's live racing. So just keep an eye out for that. Um, we're always keen to hear your feedback. So if you've got any ideas any inside info, any tips, please share them with us either on Twitter or you can email us at hello at gambler.co.uk. I'll be back next Thursday with Greg for our weekly football podcast and both Paul and I will be back on Friday for another look ahead to Saturday's racing. So in the meantime, thanks for listening. Have a lucky weekend and a huge thanks to Paul for joining us. Thanks, Paul. Thanks very much. Good luck to all punters this weekend.